It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans, fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat, and I'm joined tonight by two co-hosts. We're going, the buddy from another muddy, the super sticky OG Olive God Pimp, super sticky Steve Knox in the house, at the Knox says, bonjour. Oh, bonjour, no. Soupy doopy, can you believe it? We're at episode ninety-three. That's pretty crazy. Where's the time go? The time goes backwards and then forwards again, and then stops. <laughs> Anyways, third host tonight. Who is that? Who could it be? It's wrong. Elijah is back. Elijah's back. What's up, girl? Thank you for having me again. It's great to be back. Yeah. Yeah. And we have officially been followed back by at wrong Elijah on Twitter. So I'm he is on Twitter the now. Twitter bird. I'm getting so good at it. You can tweet him. All of your potato nonsense. Soupy doopy. How you doing? Oh, um, Cruising right along here. It's uh, everything that's going on in the sports world. It's kind of making me nervous about this NFL season starting on time. That, my friends, is the topic of the evening. I'm sure it's going to take up a lot of our time. But the coronavirus pandemic, for those who've forgotten about it, is still going on. It is still claiming lives. And now is spreading into NFL players, spreading through their team. Reports of the Cowboys and the Texans have multiple players. This is not good before the teams even report. Very bad news, Bears. So for anyone who was hoping for a season starting on time, I think that might be in jeopardy at this point, although... You know, the commissioner came out and basically said, yeah, guys are going to test positive. we got to move on, <laughs> which is kind of scary. It is. And I think you see some of these coaches, too, coming out and saying, well, I think we need to have a delay in the start of the season if this is going to continue to happen. Because, I mean, they're the ones that are higher risk, you know, as far as you think you got finely tuned athletes. For the most part, most of them aren't going to be, you know, high risk. But. The coaches that are, you know, late 50s, early 60s, maybe 70s, like those are the guys. And, you know, the owners can keep their distance, but I think you'll see them mingling on the sideline every now and then. And so those are the the people that, you know, they got to think about protecting right now. But so Goodell saying, well, players are going to test positive. And it's true. It's going to happen. So we'll see. uh, We'll see how. Their plans uh, moving into training camp and everything kind of pan out. But 
I'm hopeful they get this thing rolling at the right time. It's just not easy to be optimistic about it. (laughs) I mean, when you start talking about the season starting on time, there's, there's just question after question comes up like, are the players going to be quarantined together, you know, kept in a bubble all week? Or are they going to be allowed to come to practice and meetings and then go home to their family, practice and meetings, you know, hotel? Or are they going to keep them on site, like kind of like an old school training camp? The whole team stays at the school. Yeah, and it's, I mean, if you start doing that stuff, though, it like kind of all goes out the window when the season starts because. The way the schedule is set now, everybody's playing, you know, their games at their stadiums and uh, you're going to have to travel and all that stuff, too. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a a big challenge, but we'll look for the new and improved progressive Roger Goodell uh, lead the way. So what I've what I've looked at and I don't know if starting on time is going to happen Realistically, now, I don't know if anything's ever going to happen. I mean, may sit in our houses until we die. Who's to say? Um, but there's been major sports leagues that have started in Europe. Uh, I know it's not a soccer podcast, but the Bundesliga has been going on for uh, three weeks to a month now. And they're still playing. There's been people that have got it. They've, they've, they've quarantined them. Now on a soccer team, there's only like 23 people. And on a football team, that's you know, closer contact, certainly. There's 53 of them, 45 on a game day roster, and they touch each other a lot more. But there is an example out there of, of a professional sports league that has, has successfully started that isn't golf that's been on for a week. So I think it's going to come down to what people are willing to accept, uh, and by people, uh, what NFL uh teams uh ezekiel elliott test positive are the cowboys willing to sign up for a season where he is out for eight weeks because he's got it and he already has it so that's probably not completely applicable but let's say you know week two uh um, mahomes pat mahomes has it lamar jackson has it uh i think that it's going to be a season where they squeeze out anything they can regardless of of uh Record, regardless of fairness, regardless of, of, of anything, owners want to get paid. And without games being played, uh, the money stream stops for the most part. So I think that they're going to push forward. They're going to try. Uh, NFL doesn't start till you know, September. There'll be hockey, probably not baseball at this point because they are... Uh, all petulant children, but I think we'll have a, I think we'll have an idea of it before, you know, week one. I think we'll know before that, but it, uh, it's a crazy time. Yeah. And, and then you think about like training camp, you're talking about the amount of people in the area, like usually have like a hundred players when you start camp, you know, before you start cutting down your rosters and everything. So uh, jumping through some of these hoops that they've set up, it's, it's going to be real interesting. Um, I don't know. Perhaps they have Corona-specific cuts. You get Corona, you get cut. <laughs> that would uh, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Just you lose. Yeah, sorry. Oh. 
Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> if you look at some of the some of these plans that uh, they've set up here, where they drew up their uh, coronavirus kind of guidelines here, though there's there's five big points. Um, some of them are very long winded, but starting off here, you know, clubs must establish physical distancing protocols to allow players and or staff to maintain. <laughs> and this says six feet, but I'm pretty sure it meant feet. Uh, yeah, maintain six <laughs> feet of distance from one another when inside the facility. Once again, if you got a hundred guys in there, plus staff, like. <clears throat> How big is the building where you can have one guy every six feet? They're not. <laughs> I just you hear stories like if you watch any like hard knocks or anything, when there's still the ninety man roster, you got like twenty guys sharing lockers anyways. Never mind six feet apart. Yeah. Continues on. Clubs are required to promote physical distancing by rearranging or removing furniture and or using distance markers to assure spacing. This is in, like, workstations or meeting rooms. Um, and to modify the use of common areas, <laughs> displaying signs that discourage handshaking or other contact, and using cones or tape to establish a one-way traffic in hallways and common <laughs> corridors where possible. I got yelled at at Hannaford for that last week. <laughs> yeah. It's literally turning. It it's like an, a kindergarten class. It's like when they teach you when you walk in from like your school over to the auditorium file across line. the parking lot. <laughs> These are the rules. Single file. Every six Follow feet. All the arrows. There's a Stay third six one feet here. apart from your buddy. Yeah. Uh. Clubs must con uh, reconfigure locker rooms to permit six feet of space between each player. And this is by using every other locker or adding additional lockers where possible. Each player must have individual space designated to store his belongings without commingling if locker space is unavailable. Because every team just has room to build a ginormous locker room in their facility right now. I mean, you have a visitor's locker room, so I guess maybe there's that chance, too, to kind of space things out. But they're going to have to bring in, like, you know, just trailers, portable lockers, you know, and, like, stick them in the hallway somewhere. It's the only way that's possible. Dude, I was at Novacare the other day, and the linemen were changing in the hallway. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh... This one says that strength and conditioning workouts must be limited to small groups, no more than 15, of scheduled players to allow for physical distancing. The athletic training staff must require individual staggered player appointments instead of setting a single time for large groups to arrive. Clubs must stagger other player appointments, meetings, and workouts at the facility in order to permit physical distancing. Again, how many guys are you working out? <laughs> 90 guys. And you have to set up <laughs> a, a time for each one of those guys to come and work out with an athletic trainer. Like, it's only so many hours in a day these people are allowed to be there. 
Yep. I heard it was something like with the Eagles, it's like uh, 15 people, no more than 15 people in the weight room at a time. Another podcast host had said something to the effect of, that's just a built-in excuse for the veterans, you know. Steve, why didn't you get your workout in? I there was fifteen people. I couldn't do it. In. I had to sit here and watch this episode of How I Met Your Mother. Oh man! And uh, one more here it says meetings must be conducted virtually to the extent possible. If in-person meetings are necessary, clubs make must make efforts to hold in-person meetings outdoors with participants sitting apart from one another and wearing masks. In-person meetings that do not uh, permit physical distancing are prohibited. So meetings with more than 20 individuals must be conducted virtually unless physical distancing practices can be adhered to. The communal use of materials, devices, or supplies during meetings is prohibited. Any administrative playbook and uh, advanced work should be conducted on a personal electronic device. Well, it's a good thing we have iPads in those Microsoft Surfaces now. Jesus. Otherwise, this would be difficult. But again, we're in a situation now where it's nice weather, so today we're having class outside, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they used to be the coolest thing. Bring your lunch. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. This is, I mean, John Harbaugh said it, you know, they pretty much what they're asking him to do is just not possible. I mean, not as it, I mean, it's not possible as far as like conducting your football team, but it's not possible that even if they did all these things, everybody followed every rule to a T, somebody in that locker room is going to get it. Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> That's this my biggest fear. Is like everybody has team, to be responsible. Yeah. Like, say a guy gets tested on the Monday, he's fine, goes to practice or whatever, boom, the whole team has it. Like, what are they going to do in a situation where a majority of a team has it? Like, really bad. Are they going to make them forfeit that week? Are they going to just cancel that game? Are they going to count it against them? That's a good idea. A oh, good question. Good idea. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, something else. Uh, there was also an additional note in here that uh, there was a, a requirement for players to wear masks except when interfering with quote-unquote athletic activities as they are guided around their facility by cones and signs that are set up to force one-way traffic in communal areas. So they got to wear masks like all the time except for when they they're actually like Hand-to-hand combat in the trenches. Like <laughs> when they're their closest, take the mask off. And they said, like uh, their helmets, their face masks, and their mouthpiece have to be sanitized after every use. How would you like the job of handling everybody's mouthpiece and <laughs> sanitizing it? Yeah. I don't know. So to me, all these, uh, you know, before you play, that's fine. What happens uh, on the first fumble of the season? Right. The first fumble, 19 different overweight, <laughs> sweaty men jump on top of each other. That's the end of the conversation. If anyone has it, then, then you know, I'm not a virologist, but if, if 
you're in a pig pile of, of large, <laughs> sweaty men with bodily juices everywhere. I mean, I think stuff happens, you know? We've been there. And there's, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's been d- dogs that they've been training to be able to sense uh, the coronavirus in people's sweat. That dog's going to freak out when those sweaty men jump on top of each other because it's <laughs> yeah. going to be passing everywhere. <laughs> so if it's about accepting smaller risk and trying to mitigate uh, the situation, I get it. But, you know, if you're going to shut a team down when there's an outbreak, then what are we even talking about? Because there's going to be one, statistically speaking. Yeah. And those men are going to – It's football's the least – uh, least indicative sport to success when it comes to passing stuff like this. Like baseball, you're all spread out. Hockey, you know, there's hitting, but it's not as personal. Football, you're you're tackling other guys and laying on them and you know breathing on them or whatever you do to each other. Spitting. Exactly. Giving a give them the old the old underpile finger or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's giving them the business. It used uh, to be a 15-yard penalty. Now you're suspended from the NFL because you have COVID. They, uh, um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, I lost it. That was good. Well, tried the corner and missed. <laughs> no, it, I, okay, what I was, yeah, what I was going to say was, you know, it felt like when this whole thing started that the NFL had, like, the upper hand because they were the only one that wasn't, already in play oh, so yeah. it's like okay we can just sit back and we'll wait and it will kind of pan you know pan off and everything will new you know normalize and we'll get down to business when the season rolls around but now it's like everything is continued continue to get pushed back as far as all these other sports starting up so i i mean i'm just hopeful that you know i know the nba is having its issues with you know, players with each other and uh, the NHL has a plan in place, try and finish their season. So it would be nice to see those, you know, proceed and uh, give more hope for, for football to start on time. But again, it's not an ideal situation um, when you're talking about this. And there was no, uh, this multi-page memo that they sent out. It didn't actually say, how many times they plan on testing players. I know like MLS guys are getting tested like three or four times a week. So I would assume it's going to be something similar to that, but I heard on, I think I heard on NFL network earlier that it's going to be a daily oral, like a saliva. (laughs) 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 You got to lick the stick. (laughs) <laughs> you got to lick it before you stick it. Yeah, but it's, uh, we're like we're talking about players having positive tests already, and they they haven't even reported to camp yet. Like, what do you think is going to happen when all these guys get together after being with their families and then traveling? You know, a lot of them flying. Are they going to quarantine two weeks in Philadelphia before training camp? Like. You might have to. <laughs> or even any other team, any of these people. Like, they're traveling from wherever they live to the I think facility. that brings up a, a, a more interesting, well, a very interesting point of, of 
differing jurisdictions from state to state. Uh, you know, you've got the Atlanta Falcons in Georgia. They'll probably, I mean, the governor there will let you fly. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You go for it. But then you get, uh, you know, uh, the Patriots, California, uh, uh, the Seahawks, all of these these uh, more uh, uh, conservative in terms of, of what they'll allow. And, and maybe maybe you can't play football there. So that, I think, is also some, the, something that hasn't been explored as much is what if a state just shuts down? What if California just says you can't come here and play? Uh, are you all going to Vegas to play uh, or maybe Arizona? Those are the closest stadiums. So maybe, you know, you go play there for your home games. But there's a very real possibility that if a state gets an outbreak, they'll just shut it down regardless of sports. It's going to get interesting because you mentioned Arizona, who have uh, spiking massive, cases right now. So. Massive outbreak. But again, I mean, everybody knew this was what was going to happen anyway. I mean, how how long can people stay locked up in their houses before? Oh, I was like, oh, yeah, it's OK. Like, I know we said we were going to look at the numbers when we opened everything up, but. Let's just kind of gradually open it back up without looking at the numbers. So, just from a, a, a interpersonal human level, the longer you lock people up, the more risk they're willing to accept. And we've been like this for uh, three months now. People want to watch sports. They're gonna they're gonna clamor for it. They're gonna uh, take those ex- extra risks. I don't think it. You know, I don't think anyone's talking about opening stadiums up fully yet. That'd be crazy. But people are gonna. Do what they can to be entertained. I've been shut inside a house with a six-year-old for three months. <laughs> I've worked, I've babysat, and I've taught kindergarten. And I just want to watch some people destroy each other on a football <laughs> field. That's all I want right now after that. Because you're not allowed to do that to a six-year-old. Or so I've been told. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's not good, man. It's going to be tough. I don't know. I think, I mean, there was always this rumbling that the NFL was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have fans in the stands. So I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a it's going to be a hard pass for me buying a ticket uh, to an NFL game this year. Yeah. Going anywhere, really. Yeah, I've been wa- watching um, a lot of bloggers on YouTube because uh, the parks in Florida are start slowly reopening and so they're going to each place after they open and showing you the guidelines and you know what precautions they put in place you wouldn't believe how many people at like Bush Gardens SeaWorld aren't even wearing masks like they wear them because they have to to get in as soon as they get through the gate hang it from the earlobe yeah there are people that just outwardly reject any any sort of government uh, suggestion or oversight you see it i see it at the grocery store you know they think they're tougher than a virus which maybe they are but uh uh they're probably not yeah I, my favorite one is like you go to a walgreens and there's a big sign in front of the door that says a mask is mandatory to enter the building 
And I was like, got my mask on, go into the building. There's a guy at the register without a mask on. And I was like, <laughs> what, the, what was the fucking point of the sign then? <laughs> the sign says you only have to wear it to get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, much like your Disney comment there, or the parks in Florida. I saw a satirical uh, Disney Twitter account today that said to make up for lost revenue, tickets are now fifteen hundred dollars. All right, I'll take four. <laughs> Sean Lamont for four. Right. All right. Let's talk about something a little more happy. Let's go to a happy place. Let's let's go to. New York. Let's go visit the Giants and see what kind of day they're having. <laughs> After their kicker, Aldrich Rosas, is arrested for a hit and run in California. Giants Beautiful. stay winning the division. Yeah, that's a big time whoopsie there. Um, you you have to wonder, like, the Giants right now, but all teams are just like, are, we can't have them in camp. We can't have them here under our eye. Like, there's so many chances to do something stupid like this. It's kind of like when they tell you on the bye week, don't do nothing stupid. They're just, just praying that, you know, somebody doesn't get in trouble from now until when they can have them. Yeah, like, you're a professional athlete, like, given this you know, this time and the virus and everything going on, it's just like, what are you doing out if it's not, you know, insanely necessary? And then for you to get into a, a car accident and to leave the scene of the accident, it's like, what the hell was he doing? He, he must at, have been drunk. 8.25 in the morning he was drunk? It's happened. Have you not been there? <laughs> this is like a Tiger Woods situation. Have you never been to camp in Maine? <laughs> <laughs> I have, but I usually sleep past 8.25 a.m. because I was drunk the night before. <laughs> Sometimes you're not in bed by 8.25 a.m. in my younger years. So this, this article says, Witnesses saw Rosas driving erratically over the double yellow lines and at a speed estimated to be 100 miles per hour. When he ran a red light and hit a Ford pickup truck, he attempted to drive away from the scene of the crash before his vehicle became disabled. <laughs> he exited and fled the scene on foot without shoes, according to the police report. Are you sure he didn't have one kicker shoe on like those old school <laughs> yeah. kickers? Yeah. <laughs> he was just coming home from his own practice with one kicker shoe on. Oh, my God. I mean, the Giants have a history of this. I don't like to talk about the Giants in a negative way, but their backup uh, quarterback, Kyle Oletta, back in 2018, arrested for the same thing. Seems like there's a culture Um, over there at the uh, New York Giants. Kyle Oletta is not the backup quarterback of the New York football team. Oh, I know he's not. He was released and then signed to a futures uh, contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. But at the time that he did his wrongdoing... He was the backup quarterback of the New York Giants. So, I mean, this hurts mostly so. because Rosas was one of the better field goal kickers in the league last year, 32 for 33. Um, he, went, went, he went to the Pro Bowl, but I mean, that, 
I mean, I'd take 32 out of 33, especially as a Minnesota Vikings fan. <laughs> um, Why, you guys have kicker problems or something? On occasion. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not forget that this is the second New York Giant football player that's been arrested this offseason. Because we can't forget about cornerback DeAndre Baker, who's still facing eight counts of armed robbery and aggravated assault with a firearm Whoops. from uh, from his Florida man situation earlier uh, in the off season. So, yeah, it's, it's been been a great great off season so far for uh, for the NFC East. Of course, you guys got the Brandon Brooks news too. Oh, Brian Brooks tears his Achilles. That one hurts. That one really hurts. Three straight years he's made the Pro Bowl. Well, it kind of sucks because the last two years he's ended the season on IR, once with an Achilles in the playoff game against the Saints. And then last year, I think it was the Dallas game at the end of the year. On a field goal try, he's one of the linemen separates his shoulder gross yeah and then that's a big got, loss we've got uh the vikings got dalvin cook holding out apparently says he would like to get a quote-unquote reasonable offer for an extension this being the last uh season on his rookie deal so looking to get paid says he wants reasonable money and then After when they asked him, he wanted Christian McCaffrey money. <laughs> yeah, and then they ask him, and he's like, "Yeah, like thirteen million dollars a year." Okay, well, it's an awful lot of money to dedicate to one guy who spent a large part of his career injured. <laughs> when he's when he's great, he he's amazing. He's one of the better running backs in the league. But that always has to be in the back of your mind. Like, okay. He's missed how many games so far over the first three seasons? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'd, obviously, I'd rather have him than not have him, but at what price? You know, how right. is it going to affect you moving forward? I mean, within a couple of years, they literally have no salary cap. Uh, you know, anybody on the salary cap except Adam Thielen's deal. I think it's on like twenty twenty four. Literally, he's the only one on the books right now. So. You can, if you could find a way to get that money and shove it down the road a little bit, I think that would help. Shove it somewhere. <laughs> you guys aren't facing any adversity in New England, huh, Elijah? I mean, we don't have a quarterback. Our best wide receiver is 34 years old and often injured and lost a step. Our defense lost a bunch of talent this year our offensive line has been a sieve for the last couple seasons we lost the uh, theoretical greatest offensive line coach of all time in the offseason we still don't have a tight end uh but yeah other than that it's seeming pretty good probably go 10 and 6 <laughs> despite all that still a great opportunity to win our, the division <laughs> honestly our coach is seemingly very susceptible to COVID-19 as he's the second oldest coach in the league and he's kind of belly on him I don't know seems like Linda keeps him worked out is that his girlfriend's name probably uh, so yeah no stuff is going it's going good <laughs> it's going good um, do the Patriots have a kicker yet 
Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the kicker might be a white supremacist. Oh, that's right. But that. he also might not be. So <laughs> that's kind of up in the air, too. Um, they've got a right-footed punter now, so that's pretty cool. Different. Different. You know, after all the south foots. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds funny to say south foot. South feeling paw. good. I'm south. feeling good. Well, south paws, you know, if you use your, your paw, I guess this would be the... Well, I guess you can have paws on your back <laughs> feet. I was going to say, what do you call the back legs of your cat? Your, uh, <laughs> the old, the, the, the real wheel drive, the south. Yeah, no, it's not going great. Um, a canceled season might actually be pretty okay. Because then we got some money, another draft. Um, that'd be good. But knowing Belichick in the next draft, he'd uh, end up trading Jared Stidham for two seventh-round picks where he takes a quarterback out of South Boise, Ohio, Oklahoma State that started one game uh, in 2006 uh, and has a Coke habit. So it's not it's not good. It's not good. I mean, for me, I, I just really I need to see this this thing get kicked off at its normal time because this year has already been so crazy. Why not just cap it off with a Viking Super Bowl victory? Like would just would really just uh I mean I know it's gonna end up happening in twenty twenty one, but way to way to really seal the deal there with a bizarre abnormal year. That would be abnormal. I agree. Uh, somebody somebody interviewed Mike Zimmer this week and asked uh, if he thought he was going to be on the hot seat if he you know didn't have a approve it year essentially and he was like you know what he's like I want to be here he's like somebody's going to win the Super Bowl in Minnesota and I want it to be me so I would agree with him I I hope he's the guy that sticks around I saw the craziest stat. Uh, yesterday that Jared Stinham and Christian McCaffrey have the same odds to be the NFL MVP next year. If you're you're replacing a $100 bet, Jared Stinham and Christian McCaffrey are both plus 5,000. What? Oh, my God. That's insane. Absolutely insane. I saw a great one. Uh, today about the team that's moving to Las Vegas, the Raiders. The Raiders. Take a look at some of their draft history, and it is painful. Talk about Al Davis having draft crushes. Like His draft crushes have not been anywhere near anybody else's. Like <laughs> There was oh. Al Davis, and then there was you know everybody else's way on the floor. Because in 2002, they drafted Napoleon Harris, um, the guy that the guy that was picked next, Ed Reed. 2004, they had a very early draft pick. They took a lineman Robert Gallery. He ended up being a bust. The guy that was picked next, 
Larry Fitzgerald. Fitz. 2005, they draft Fabian Washington. The guy drafted directly behind him was Aaron Rodgers. Whoops. Which was great because 2005, they could have had their quarterback. In 2007, they picked their quarterback, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> that worked out real well. The two, the two guys that went behind him were uh, Calvin Johnson and Joe Thomas. Don't know if you heard of them, but they had pretty good careers. And get this, the in 2010, they traded their draft pick to New England. And who did New England use that pick to draft? Rob Gronkowski. Never heard of him. So, man, you talk about some, like, you know, you, you can always question draft picks here and there and there, but. Like you, you literally miss on like five Hall of Famers <laughs> over the span of eight years. That's rough. That's real you rough. Didn't even bring up Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, that was another terrible one. But I think that was one of those years. There was like one of those throwaway years where after five years, you know, all all those top ten picks weren't playing for the same team anymore. Much of the way that uh, that's currently happening now. It's like whatever, what twenty the twenty fifteen draft. It's like eight of the top ten picks are no longer with the team that drafted them. It's not good, man. It's bizarre. It's bizarre as all hell. Oh, this is a weird time. Did you uh? Enjoy those pictures of Tom Brady in the Buccaneers uniforms, Elijah? I did not. Um, I still have some unresolved feelings with Tom. Uh, even after watching him golf and stuff like that, it's just, uh, I'm not there yet. You know, we're all working through our feelings in this strange COVID-19 time. And uh, I don't think it's really going to hit till I see him uh, jog out on the field in those god-awful Buccaneers uniforms and, you know, play in his retirement community team or whatever. <laughs> Longest yard two retirement zone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not not really happy about it. But uh, Jared Stidham, you know, good, good, great player, good. I uh, think he's going to do well and uh, probably win seven Super Bowls instead of, instead of six. <laughs> Honestly, when I saw the pictures, I thought it was going to be a lot weirder to see him with that jersey on. But I guess it's just maybe it's the fact that he can pull off Uggs. Where I was like, well, I guess the man just looks good in whatever you can wear he's wearing. Uggs. You can wear anything, or because <laughs> we've played so much Madden that you're just used to it. Uh, like, yeah. like, yeah, I'll just trade Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. That's what it felt like to me. Is like when you create a team and you create the jerseys and then you draft the players you like. I feel like 2020 is just a whole year of Madden for the world, and someone really screwed it up. <laughs> Madden and the just, Sims. Yeah, it's Madden and the Sims, and someone screwed up the salary cap, and we should probably just hit reset because it's not going great. <laughs> Sim City 2020, where you can just set up the disasters that happened in your city. Yeah, basically. <laughs> One guy's just like, let's just 
fucking throw them all at him, see what happens. <laughs> I think that means we still have a tornado, volcano, and earthquake coming, which is pretty exciting. Oh, don't forget about the aliens. Fuck, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As if, like, that they didn't release that at the most perfect time when nobody's paying attention because we're all in a pandemic. Oh, by the way, here's some video of us chasing aliens. It hardly even made the news. I know. What the? F- How are people not talking about that? It was, yeah, it, it, the most uh, uh, realistic uh, depiction of aliens I think we've ever seen. That's pretty much confirmed by the U.S. government. We're just all like, you know what? We're we're gonna get sick and die. So who gives a shit? <laughs> by the time the aliens all show up, uh, it'll be like, wow, we're. Uh... I guess we're late to the party, huh? <laughs> I thought I was pretty sure there was more people the last time I was here. Why is there only seventeen now? It'll be like Independence Day. Uh, I forget what the second one was called. Resurgence. No, that's wrong. It was just bad. Don't worry about it. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But that's what this year is. This year is a shitty remake of a Jeff Goldblum alien movie. <laughs> it's like somebody. Uh, had made a meme that was like uh, 2020 written by Stephen King, directed by Quentin Tarantino. And uh, Stephen King quote tweeted it and said, don't you fucking attach my name to this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby mama drama. All right. Well, one more thing. I wanted to keep our discussion going that we had on the last episode and try to bring some light to some the social issues we have in our country. And I did see the NFL put out that the NAACP is going to host a virtual town hall that's going to feature current and former NFL players. So I saw this article came up and I was reading through it, you know, just to see the information. And this, this line really caught me when it says the discussion will be immediately preceded at 5 p.m., 5 p.m., <laughs> By a virtual screening of the NFL Network documentary, Fritz Pollard, the first black NFL player. The reason that's interesting to me is my wife is literally best friends with Fritz Pollard's granddaughter. And I thought that was pretty cool that her grandfather was the first black player in the NFL. Now, let's talk about your Kevin Bacon situations right there. Six degrees of Kevin's bacon, or whatever it's called. I don't know. I've never seen Kevin's bacon. <laughs> oh, you! I mean, you talk about you know everything that we brought up in the last podcast about the social injustice things, and boy, didn't it just feel disingenuous when Roger Goodell re- released his statement? And don't get me wrong, I'm glad that he they did it because it it has to be addressed and has to be brought up, but like you literally like slapped players faces and kind of kept them out of the league when they were the ones that were kneeling and protesting and the guys that started it and continued it after they told them, Hey, you can't do that anymore. Um, so I, for me, it just really felt like the black lives matter video came out with the NFL players and Patrick Mahomes appeared in that, and some executive in the NFL went, "Shit, we got to put out a statement real quick." 
because really for the first time in the NFL, like they have a MVP Super Bowl winning black quarterback who's the face of the the whole thing. Yeah. You know, he's the leader of the league now. Like he is that guy that sells more jerseys than anybody else in the league. And they have to be on board with him because they know he makes them lots of money. And unfortunately for me, that's where I feel like their stance is on this. It's just money, money, money. Let's make sure we don't. Four years too late, first yeah, of all. It, that, that's the other they problem. They finally understand what they were protesting. Like, uh, it, It's just, you see it, you've seen it everywhere. Just the people that come, you know, and it's mostly, mostly, uh, you know, prominent figures in the world, you know, famous people that are coming out and saying, oh, okay, well, I apologize for saying that I didn't agree with him doing it. Um, I, I, I now learn because a lot of like the regular people in the world, they're so fucking stubborn and stupid that they can't get it through their head that it's not about, you know, disrespecting the flag. It's not what this is. And it's a shame that those people didn't listen to Colin Kaepernick's words when it first started happening. Or this podcast, you could have heard the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not about the flag. It's not about the military. Fucking listen. Yep. To me, a big uh, uh, turning point was uh, uh, J.J. Watt. I mean, there's no bigger advocate of the military, uh, I think, uh, amongst, well, I can't quantify it, but he's clearly a large advocate. He raises a ton of money for so many good uh, uh, causes, and he came out and I don't know if he's actually going to kneel, but he made his comment about how if you don't understand what it's about, you're not paying attention. So, so many people held up J.J. Watt versus Colin Kaepernick. I, I remember having that conversation with people, arguments about it. You know, why can't it be more like J.J. Watt? You know, he's a great football player, and he is, and a great person, and I don't doubt that. But, you know, his his statement now is is different than, than his his implications three years ago. Um, and you can never convince me that Colin Kaepernick was not good enough to play on an NFL team three years ago. Whether or not, you know, he he put everything towards it, I don't know. I don't know the whole situation. But he was good enough to be, at worst, a backup quarterback, probably uh, an NFL starting quarterback the entire time he's been out of the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, if Steven were here, you know what he'd say right now, right? Nathan Peterman. Yeah, that yeah. guy can be on a fucking football team. <laughs> Jesus. And I, I think like him not being signed to a team or have not signed to a team was kind of like partly his own fault because I think he's kind of in that Cam Newton situation now where he he values himself higher than what the market is. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's why mean, Jameis Winston's getting paid a million dollars this year. It doesn't make sense to me. Because I think, you know, he, he's a guy that, that, I mean, you could pull up the list of the backup quarterbacks in the league right now. Jameis Winston's better than all of them. So whether or not he's better than, you know, some of these other starting quarterbacks is the question. But still to think a guy Sean that... Sean might say he's better than all of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, you know, it's just that, I don't know, it, it you have to take a slice of humble pie every once in a while when you get in a situation like this. And so... I think it's a, a part of the reason that he hasn't signed with somebody. I, I personally, just given everything that's gone on between you know him 
basically suing the league and saying that they blackballed him. And then they just were like, you know what? We're not even going to fight this. Here's your check. Like pretty much, you know, speaks to how he feels about the, the yeah, operations in the league. There's still a lot. We don't know if it comes out that Colin Kaepernick, uh, had an offer for however much money and he didn't take it. It slightly changes the conversation about him playing football. Uh, I have no, uh, no arguments with his his cause. I think it's a noble one, but there's a lot we still don't know about why he isn't playing football, in my opinion. If if he said, I'll accept an offer and I want to go earn a job and no one gave him an offer, then that's a boring. He was clearly talented enough to do that. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, Cam Newton's not signed. Is he going to? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't want to play foot. He's had a bunch of injuries. Maybe he's good. I mean, you look at a bunch of people retiring early with enough money, but there's just a lot we still don't know if uh, yeah. in terms I think, of that for me. I think with the, the Cam thing, if this coronavirus stuff doesn't happen, he's on a team. I think the issue is right now people want to be like, all right, show me the foot, show me the ankle, show me the shoulder. Like they're not able to do that. Yeah, right. And so that's where he ran into an issue. Um, but again, like, there was a conversation that Pete Carroll had, I think it was last week, um, when they brought, they were the last team that brought Colin Kaepernick in for a workout. And then there was this past season where he had that sham of a workout where the, the NFL basically just tried to cock block him the whole way. Yeah. Um, but he was saying like they wanted to sign him, but the, the inner dialogue that was going on with Pete Carroll was I feel like he should be a starter in this league and it's weird to like sign him and be like, Hey, we got to give you backup money. <laughs> Even though he's like, I feel he's like, cause honestly, he's like, when we brought him in and worked him out, I was like, this guy's going to be a starter somewhere else. And he's like, and I couldn't, you know, bring it to, to myself. He's like, I, I don't remember the exact words he used, but basically he was saying like the offer they would have made him would have been like a slap in the face to a, a guy of his, you know, talent talent. Right. It'll be interesting to see where he goes, where half of these guys go. But I mean, after four years, <clears throat> I'm curious if, I mean, he hasn't played football in four years. Like, yeah. I won't. I don't wonder if. I mean, I'm sure he stayed in shape, but is he in football shape? Like, I don't it'll know, be like, interesting once they're allowed to have tryouts and bring people in to see, you know, if teams actually bring him in to see what he's got left. Yeah, because looking at some of the video of when he did do that little workout thing, like it still looks like his arms got some life in it. Oh, he can sling it. So, I mean, and even when the people will argue, oh well. He really wasn't that great the last year he was in the league. Like, all right, first of all, his team thought that the guy that started the season was better than him, and then they benched that guy <laughs> to bring Kaepernick in. And uh, he actually was like had like 16 touchdowns, three interceptions, something along those lines. So, yeah, people want to paint that picture that he wasn't that good, but he he, he was better than decent, that's for sure. He had a general manager who didn't like him. That's what he had. Speaking of the 49ers, they gave uh, Kyle Shanahan like a six-year extension just the other day. Gotta keep him on board. Here's your reward for making it to the Super Bowl. 
And losing again. <laughs> Who else did he lose to? The Patriots. I know. Very I hoping, badly. I was hoping Elijah was going to jump in he, on that one. <laughs> he only had to run the ball two times, and instead he didn't, and God bless him for it. Literally, two times. Could have taken what a is, knee. Could have done anything. <laughs> what is it with the coaches <laughs> just calling, like, back-ass word plays against the Patriots in the, in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't know if they overthink it or like Belichick drugs them or something, or maybe, I don't know, has their families tied up. He's going to shoot them. But <laughs> Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, play callers gets down to it. I know the Philadelphia Eagles won. It's fine, but they've got it wrapped up. And then they, then they don't. I mean, I think we all like Pete Carroll looking down at his hands after he calls that, uh, that pass. Uh, and Malcolm Butler steals his soul. Yeah, that was the the world famous question. Hey Pete, do you want to uh, win the Super Bowl? And he said, "I'll pass." Oh, <laughs> oh that was a good one. <sighs> Gotta love the tea. We all took a drink break. That was great. Woohoo! I think we've reached the end. Yeah, I don't. I think I pretty much covered everything I wanted to cover, other than uh, I just want to say Mike Gundy's a loser, even though I love that soundbite of him saying, "I'm a man. I'm 40." <laughs> yeah, he pretty much sucks, huh? Yeah, I don't know if. You, <laughs> yeah, anybody who hasn't seen that, go ahead and uh, check it out. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the last name of the running back. Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, Chubba Hubbard. That's it. There we go. Chubba um, Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically perennial uh, Heisman favorite right now. Going in for uh, college next year. Hates his coach because of who he supports. So this should be fun. <laughs> Stay tuned on that one. But Yeah, there's some stuff coming out about that coach that's not going to be pretty. Yeah, it's going to happen a lot, I feel like. I mean... You look at a lot of the better schools, as far as football is concerned, come from the South, and I mean, I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but, you know, Boston's bad, but the further South you go, the worse it gets. Truth. Just do better, people. It's It really isn't that hard to just love everybody for who they are it really isn't i promise as the great will smith once said black white cuban or asian he did say that <laughs> it's in miami that's what trivy mccoy said black white yellow and brown chicks travi's a man all right, guys, <laughs> we're just badly. Episode 93 in the books of the Joint Practice Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. I'd like to thank Elijah for coming on again tonight. <sighs> on Twitter, at Wrong Elijah. He's got a radio. Look at him. Handsome little <laughs> she devil. <laughs> oh, if you kind of looks like Phil Mickelson right now. I do. I've got the the puff coming out uh, from the golf hat, just like him. Yep. Yeah. It's old yep. school, Phil. Hitting bombs, Phil. 
put a little extra sauce on this one. Good calves like him too. Like <laughs> two meaty volcanoes. <laughs> All right. So if you're on Twitter, follow us at Joint Practices. I'm at 11 the Goat. Steve at the Knox says Elijah at Wrong Elijah. Send us a tweet. Say beep beep. It's a tweet. Oh, and whenever you're uh, picking this podcast up on, just go ahead, subscribe, five star review, or five star rating. <laughs> <laughs> five star review if you want to, too, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, write a nice little review. Say uh, this was the funnest podcast I've ever listened to in my life. That's it. That's that's the review. Do it. Um, I'm Fred Dutta. <laughs> Go ahead and RIP, uh, man. Share, share it around. Let your friends know. You should come listen to the Joint Practices podcast. Like I said, subscribe button. You'll get that nice little notification when the episode is uploaded to whatever program app thing you use. This week, we will continue to use that hashtag Black Lives Matter because the movement is not over and there might have been a, a downtick in seeing these movements and stuff on social media but make sure to remind your friends because all lives can't matter until black lives matter Stephen Ox you the man alright with that being said flag is fly skull vikings on oh, Cincinnati there it is. <laughs> there you got it. We out. Every time. Gets me every time.